Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So I didn't expect to do an episode after the Nuggets game, but I just got to do a quick hitter uh, because that was one of the worst losses I've seen by the Warriors in the Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green era. Uh, and it's just such a poor, poor sign of the way things all right now i'll just get to it obviously i'm a big kaminga supporter and i have been and this game was just ridiculous he played uh what 18 minutes and didn't play the final 18 minutes at all and he ended up with 16 points four boards four assists in just 18 19 minutes and Steve Kerr did not play him. The Warriors blew an 18-point lead in the final six and a half minutes of the fourth quarter, and Steve Kerr did not insert uh, one of their best defenders on the perimeter, uh, somebody who could maybe check Aaron Gordon. Yes, Kamanga has some you know defensive issues. He's still learning some stuff. He has some lapses every now and then. Sure, great, fine. But still... I would have put him in that game. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. The one the one good thing about this is uh, Warriors fandom was suddenly united for the most part about how bad of a job Steve Kerr did in that game and has done a little bit throughout this season. Yeah, it was a lot of knee jerk reaction stuff, but like, come on, man, come on, like post game. He said that he didn't put Kaminga in because he had sat too long and Wiggins had it rolling. They were up big. Yeah, but what happened when they were no longer up big, right? They were no longer up big. And, like, this whole thing about playing Wiggins still, yeah, I want Wiggins to get his confidence up to get some minutes. But it's like, Steve Kerr, like, do not just try to stroke players egos you know what I mean I get it you're trying to get him some minutes to to build him up but once that lead started falling apart it's like yo and his quote that you know Anthony Slater of the athletic asked him what bogged down the offense in that fourth quarter and Kerr said we weren't getting great penetration and their their best uh, penetrator, their best guy getting to the rim, getting fouls in the post, getting to the basket is Jonathan Kaminga. The dude is just chilling on the bench. 
So what's the deal with that? Steve Kerr is a great human being, uh, humanitarian. I am not attacking or criticizing his character, his life story, his background, anything like that. Great guy. And he's been awesome for this Warriors team overall. But I've said this before, and let's face facts, Steve Kerr is a mediocre in-game decision maker, right? He doesn't make the best adjustments. What he has been able to do since taking over the Warriors, he's one of those guys, he he had something in mind for Steph. When he saw Steph and he wanted to be the coach of the Warriors, he's like, I could combine some of Phil Jackson's Bulls stuff, Tex Winters stuff, uh, some of Greg Popovich's stuff in San Antonio, and also some of the uh, Mike D'Antoni stuff when he was when Kerr was GM of the Suns, right? He could take advantage of that. So he had innovative ideas, and he brought that, and he did that. That's what he applied to this team, and they won four titles. Awesome. Dynasty. Great. But in-game, making those tweaks, making those decisions, because what he has done and he has been able to do is be like, I'm just going to rely on Steph. Steph's going to carry us through this. He is the system, right? That's a common thing. So it's like, I don't have to do anything because I created uh, this innovative offense. And with these players, I trust them. I put them out there. Win or lose. Do or die. And that's what's happened. He hasn't had <laughs> to be, make all these adjustments in game because through all the success, it's just been rely on Steph and then Draymond, Clay, whatever, KD, etc. You know? He's also a great personality manager. I mean, he's like Phil Jackson in that respect. Phil Jackson, you know, chief triangle. I mean, that's Tex Winner's <laughs> offense, right? And I'm not taking anything away from Phil Jackson in that respect, but like what Phil Jackson was great at that the NBA had not really seen in terms of coaching in the 90s was as a former player, he knew how to manage personalities. He could figure out how to deal with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, eventually Dennis Rodman. And then he took that to the Lakers, Kobe, Shaq, etc. right? So he was good at that. And, you know, Kerr is similar in that respect. He's not Eric Spolstra, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's not Greg Popovich. I mean, I, watching that Heat game last week is like, oh, you know, that whole Heat culture, right? It's like the Heat have been good for a long time, right? They've had down years, of course, in different eras. You know, they had the Dwayne Wade, Shaq stuff, and then uh, present day Jimmy Butler. But it's like about the culture. The Warriors don't have that built in per se because it's not like they've rotated players out. Will they have it? Who knows? You know, no one on the Warriors is like Pat Riley in that respect, right? Like Bob Myers wasn't like that. Mike Dunleavy doesn't seem like he's going to be like that. There's, there's very few of any other Pat Riley types, right? Who dictates the culture of the team. You know, right now, all we've seen is Steph dictate the culture of the team. And that's been awesome. That's great. Right. And then Kerr just rides that Myers rode that uh, Dunleavy is trying to continue that. So we'll see how that goes. 
it's, it's disappointing again to see all this. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you've known how frustrated I was seeing Kaminga play well last season and then get shoved to the bench for Wiggins just out of nowhere. Uh, you know, Wiggins had been gone, and then all of a sudden it's like just Wiggins gets his, his spot back and his minutes back, and then Gary Payton the second, right? And Kaminga gets accused of pouting. I mean, he's a competitor. That's why it seems to me like he wants to be good. He wants to be great, right? Like, you know, Steph gives that speech during the King series, and everybody says it's pointed at Poole, it's pointed at Kaminga. Where's the speech that Steph is going to give about Draymond Green? <laughs> you know what I mean? The one who has tanked the last two seasons so far. You know, there are a lot of problems with this Warriors team right now, but, you know, as I've said, sorry to repeat this, but it's just, you know, the Warriors' repetitiveness kind of requires a response that is the same response to the same stuff that you keep seeing, right? The Warriors, after Draymond Green punched pool, they were in the tank. Everybody blamed the young guys. Steve Kerr panicked, and he was he decided that the best course of action was to play Anthony Lamb, was to play Ty Jerome. Again, I like Ty Jerome, but overall, you didn't develop Moody, Kaminga. Everybody said Wiseman couldn't play, right? I mean, Wiseman now is a shell of his former self because he's on a terrible team and he's stuck behind a bunch of better centers than him, you know? And here you are now. Here you are now. The Warriors deserve this, right? They're like four titles, four rings. You know, we got this and, you know, the magic is still there. Don't waste Steph's prime, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? Dre's wasted it. This is what they wanted. Steph chose Draymond over Poole. Clay is just still believing in how things are just going to be okay. You know, I'm always going to believe in these guys. And that's fine. You know, believe in the mythology. Can it happen? Yeah. The only way it happens, though, is if you make a move or if you allow the Kamingas, the Moody's, the TJD's, the Pajemskis to play through and they're letting Pajemski and TJD play through but like what's the deal with not playing Kaminga I mean did did Kerr just want <laughs> Kaminga to hang out with Moody for the final 18 minutes of the game and the idea that Kaminga had been sitting and was cold you don't need to be warm to attack the basket he's not a rhythm shooter you know what I mean and he can get fouls you can drive and get fouls <laughs> without uh, having been in a shooter's rhythm or anything like that so Steve Kerr, either he is just got something against Kaminga and didn't want to play him, or he's proving again and again that he is not the wisest in-game decision maker, game manager uh, on the sidelines in the NBA. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's frustrating. It's frustrating, you know, like, and it automatically sets up this like, Oh yeah, we missed Draymond. We would not have lost this game if Draymond was there. I think Clay Thompson said in his postgame presser, like, yeah, we missed Draymond so much. He got asked about Draymond, you know, coming back to the Warriors facility. And it's like, great, set up that narrative. Like, yeah, we we don't lose this game with Draymond's out there. But honestly, if you <laughs> if if you need Draymond Green to prevent an 18-point choke job in the final six minutes of the fourth quarter, then 
your your team is is toast, right? Then your team has way more problems, and the season is not going to end well. You know what I mean? Like it's just that that's just how it is, right? Like Draymond Green. I mean, I don't know if Steve Kerr's trying to preserve Draymond Green's job or something because Kaminga's coming for it, you know, or if he's trying to preserve Wiggins' job. I have no idea. He's certainly not trying to preserve an 18-point lead. I don't know. It was frustrating, and I was just incredulous about it. And so forgive the ranty-type episode, but it is uh, what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, Warriors get the Pistons on Friday night. I don't think they'll lose to the Pistons. It's Wiseman coming back. If the fans boo Wiseman, I'll be really bummed about that. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, this was one game that could have been, you know, like the Celtics game. It could have been a big confidence booster, but it also could have maybe pivoted their season to some extent. Um, But instead, it's like, nope, a loss. And then the chatter about like, oh, yeah, man, we missed Draymond. Yes, Draymond would have helped. He's still an extremely good defensive player. But I'm tired of these vets just relying on their own mythology. You know, Steph can't. Steph was bad in this one, in the end of the game, at least, right? Shooting some terrible shots, making poor decisions, throwing those bad passes, over-the-head passes that he threw as as a rookie. You know, he was always going to have those in his system, but man, that was, that was terrible. And in that respect, the Warriors did, or they got did (laughs) by the Nuggets. The Nuggets did to the Warriors what the Warriors have been doing to other teams for so long. You know what I mean? What they used to do, which is just kind of flip the switch and, and come after them and just put games away and close. The Warriors can't close. If you can't close, What's the point? What's the joy of any of this stuff? And, you know, whenever the Warriors play in the playoffs, one thing that gives me confidence is that you look at their opponent and you're like, I like our chances because we have the best player on the floor. In this game in particular, it was clear that Steph was not the best player on the floor. Jokic, I mean, that guy's amazing. I can't get mad at that dude. I really enjoy watching him play. Uh, I, I dig his uh, personality. He's a funny guy. But, man, that was just a backbreaker. And the Warriors earned that last-second shot. They deserved that. Kerr deserved that. Kerr deserves all the criticism. You know what I mean? As he likes to say about guys who sit on the bench or hear trade chatter, that's part of the job. That's what the money is for. And so, Steve Kerr, this is what the money is for to take the criticism, to take the L's, and, you know, you messed up again. You know what I mean? Moody's riding the pine. (laughs) Your in-game adjustments, your feel for who should be in the game is just is off. (laughs) And this one was obvious. We're sitting there being like, is Kaminga hurt? You know, (laughs) did Kaminga do something? And it's a, a tough one to to ride out but again the Warriors get the Pistons I'm going to leave this one because uh, I could just go on for like two hours about this and uh, <laughs> I don't want to do that to any of us I got other stuff to do and I'm sure you do too alright thanks for tuning in that's all I got alright well that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino 
or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Folk Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. Go Dubs.